0: Welcome to the Apple Insider Podcast. This is your host, Stephen Robles, and today is overheating in the iPhone 15 fixed in the 17.0.3 update. We'll talk about that. Also, I have some experience with the iPhone 15 Pro Max 5X camera and Apple Watch Ultra 2. Want to talk about that and some new features in 17.1 beta. This episode is brought to you by Magic Lasso, Adblock, Fastmail, and Babble. And joining me this week is my very good friend, William Gallagher. How's it going, William?
1: Well, I'm sorry, but forget the iPhone fifteen overheating. I'm overheating. I've been trying to get your over. Yeah, I've been trying to get the new transactions action in shortcuts to work. And I keep failing. And it's one of those things where it's a really expensive test. I'll just have another go. You gotta buy something else.
0: <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. transactions action. I don't know if I don't know about this. What what is this? Oh
1: it's oh it's gorgeous. Um actually if I may a show that to Scott Matthewman, who I think has just sent me the solution. When I have tried this and I'm sure it will work. Um, uh-huh. anytime you use Apple Pay or any card that's on your iPhone or watch, the detail of the transaction can be sent wherever you like, a note, a spreadsheet. It's working for him straight away. I asked him and he just did it and it worked. I've been trying throughout the whole beta cycle. I couldn't get it to work. So um, oh. I'm hoping I'm just, you know, Stupid, really, and fiscally irresponsible.
0: <laughs> just, just keep buying iPad Pros. Just keep buying them over and that, over. That's again. the plan. You see, see which one it's takes.
1: Sensible,
0: <laughs> okay. it's sensible. I, have a, I, saw that floating around in the ether. The whole keeping a transaction. So I will have to double check that. Please, I won't do it live here on the show because that doesn't make for great radio. Because that's what exactly what we're doing right now. William is radio on the internet. I'll, I'll, I'll check on that. I'm curious uh, your action button, where you've landed on that, which Mm. uh, just be thinking about that. I'll get to Mm. you in a second, but I want to tell you where I'm recording from when I'm recording from a different locale today. Yes. I'm staring at my window, seeing mountains, which immediately means I'm not in Florida because those don't exist in Florida, but I am in North Carolina. I'm in the mountains of North Carolina recording this very podcast
1: believe it or not did you get kicked out of home for uh no damaging no. the walls with your watch and your phone and things like that <laughs> enough
0: that's right yes i've just destroyed the entire house swinging my arms like an orangutan no yes get but out of my
1: state that's <laughs> what
0: that's what okay. it was no no my family allowed me to come with them on vacation and so i'm here in the mountains <laughs> and i actually got to go on a hike no
1: no sorry does that mean they let you drive them
0: uh you know my wife does a lot of the driving okay she's actually uh, she's, she's very good at the drive. No, she's a fool driving. to herself
1: She. Shoot <laughs> Make that's you it, work it. for it. Okay.
0: That's right. That's right. No, but we're all up here. I actually did a, a hiking workout. It was actually my first hiking workout, apparently. I got the badge as I finished the workout. You know, it says like, hey, it's your first uh, hiking one.
1: Oh, I get so many of those all the time. What, this is your first workout? Yeah, hiking, water rafting. I just, I, rafting. just I don't know. I'm making things up now. Work with me. Uh, the number <laughs> yeah. of badges I get, it's just, you know, it's just too many. I'm going to have to stop.
0: I will tell you, uh, my family wanted to go horseback riding, so they've done that now here in North Carolina. But
1: you you wouldn't do it because there wasn't an option for that on the watch.
0: <laughs> well, turns <laughs> out we don't need Basic Apple Guy to make a workout for a horseback riding, because there actually is, William, <laughs> believe it or not, there is an equestrian workout. <laughs> okay. uh, I okay. kid you not. I kid you not. Right. I don't know what exactly you're working out. I would think, do you put the watch on the horse because it's the horse working? I'm not sure, but an equestrian is actually a workout on the yeah, watch.
1: Well, I see why I couldn't find you went for the the, the correct <laughs> word, the password word, equestrian. I looked for the little <laughs> horsey, and you know, wasn't pony there. rides? Yes, pony rides is exactly. not a workout. I can tell you that. No, I'm no, in no. Britain. We want donkey rides as well. Oh, know.
0: okay. See, I say a donkey, and then I get made fun of. But anyway, yeah, equestrian workout is the workout. But uh, I don't know. My wife, she did not run that workout as, as she did it. She's like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not. I refuse to accept credit for this. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, but I want to talk about my hiking workout with the Ultra Two in a minute. Very quickly before we jump into all the news, all the stuff, two five star reviews. Half of our half of our reviews just mention you specifically, William. It's it's really uh, crazy.
1: No 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 That's that sounds really good. But what does what do they say? No good no things? it is Bad good. So, okay no just no this this first worried, one.
0: Then. I I didn't know this was a thing. But the Amish priest from the USA. I didn't know the Amish had priests. But he said with William the show's a five out of five. Without, he says, it nears one out of five. So I don't know what that says about
1: me. But yeah, I know you make a big difference.
0: Big difference.
1: That's made my day, actually. Sorry.
0: Well, there you go. No, Mm no. many. You are never mentioned in a negative light in our reviews. You can take solace in that. And then HGUDB from Uganda. We have a listener in Uganda, William. Believe it or not. That's awesome. I thought that was so cool.
1: No, hang on. I'm sorry. I'm still pressing on this good, bad thing. Because this uh-huh. is a great uh, is it a jazz joke or something uh-huh. saying of a jazz musician. Uh, there's a line where only last week he was compared to Dizzy Gillespie. And the truth is, last week somebody said, he's nowhere near as good as Dizzy Gillespie. <laughs> you <know, laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> you got to see how you're compared. I, yeah, I see. No, no, bit. no. Okay, no, you're on. a five out of five. You're a five out of five, William, in my heart. I'll give you that.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: yes. All right, we have to get to some of these uh, right. some of the news and, and the talk about action button. I do want to mention because this was interesting. This didn't happen in the UK as far as I know, but here in the US yesterday as we record, Wednesday, October 4th, there was a national emergency test where I guess the US government set, like tested the emergency system where every device whether it was an Android or an iPhone had the crazy alert sound and you know it felt like the world was ending but if people knew about it as most some people knew about it that it was happening if you didn't it could be a little disturbing but thankfully the message actually said like this is literally just a test we are testing the system and you know you can you don't have to do anything you know no danger or anything
1: i don't imagine has, does
0: uk run tests like that has that ever happened in the uk
1: it tries. It tries. <laughs> uh, Just a few months ago, we had exactly that. And I think at least fully a third of the messages did not get
0: through. Well, that's that's why you tested, I yeah. guess.
1: Because yeah. it's faulty. Okay. Did it work in the States? Did it, everybody get it all right? Everybody it? Okay?
0: I think everybody got it. I mean, there were some people who didn't know it was coming, and they were like, what is happening? And I don't know if you remember, this was several years ago, but there was actually a faulty alert in Hawaii oh, where yes. mobile users in Hawaii and famously the actor Jim Carrey was in Hawaii at the time, got this alert that literally said 10 minutes until <laughs> yes. a ballistic missile is going to strike the island in Hawaii. And it was like, it's funny now, but I mean, at I the know, time, I'm bad Jim laughing, Carrey and, yes. uh, thousands of people, they thought they literally had 10 minutes yes. to live. And then only later was it discovered that this was a false alarm, which whatever uh. intern or employee Sent that yeah, out, God, is living God. in a hole somewhere now there in a deep dark That's hole. a
1: horrible thought, is it? But presumably they oh, found man. out 11 minutes later.
0: Right. <laughs> I'll leave it to you, William. That's okay. the macabre humor. Yeah. Yes, 11 minutes later, everybody was fine. So thankfully, this one specified it was a test. Someone on social media, I'll try to find it for the show notes, they posted a video from an Apple store at the time the alert went out. And it was just an insane cacophony of alert sounds because every Apple device uh, was doing it. And I do want to mention practically now, here's your tip of the week, is you can actually turn these alerts on or off on your phone. Like if you do not want to receive the you're about to be hit by a ballistic missile alert, true or not, if you just never want to be bothered by this. Uh, It is something that you can turn off. So here's the tip. So you go to settings, go to notifications, Uh, then scroll way down past all of your apps. And then you'll see government alerts is way down there. And amber alerts is the option where, I don't know if you guys have this in the UK, but amber is when if a child has gone missing, that they'll send an amber alert to like the geographical proximity, Hmm. uh, like with the car description or child description. So that's the amber alerts. There's public safety alerts, test alerts, which you can actually disable test alerts if you want, which I have here that test alerts is disabled, but I still got the alert. So I'm not sure what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that toggle is a placebo. And then also emergency alerts uh, is on or off and you can choose the sound there. So that's where you go to turn it on or off.
1: Uh, it's almost the same, uh, same place in the UK, I can tell you, but far fewer options. We have just two, emergency alerts and severe alerts on or off. So oh, okay. I don't think you mentioned severe alert. So, you know, we're ahead of you we don't
0: there. Have, <laughs> everything that happens here in the U.S. is severe. <laughs> so okay. it's just if you see an alert, just know it's 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 severe. Uh, but that's that's how you turn it off. So that we'll put an article in, and I'll try to find the video of that uh, cacophony of sound for the show notes. Also, there was the overheating uh, gate, which, you know, there's a gate most years with the iPhone. Sometimes it's bend gate, antenna gate. Sometimes it's this phone is too thick gate. I don't even know. Uh, But this year, it's been overheating, Gate. And this is something I'm curious, because you upgraded this year, too. Had you found your phone feeling warmer than normal at times?
1: Only once. uh, I was in the middle of uh, tethering. I was having huge problems with internet connection. Tethered for maybe an hour, and by the end of it, the phone was really hot. Uh, But other than that... Right. And that didn't seem unreasonable. I was kind of, yeah, making it work very hard.
0: It can get warm then. I was... Mine actually overheated to where it shut off when I was doing a 4K 60 ProRes video recording, which made sense. Like, I knew it was not going to record for an infinite amount of time that way. Mm. But there's been many people reporting that the phone is running warmer. Well, Apple actually released a new update. It came out earlier this week, 17.0.3, and they actually specified that it should address some phones running warm, which I thought was interesting. Usually, Apple does not, you know, discuss the gates (laughs) in the software updates. But that was there. But I also want to mention iPhone Doe. He's a, a YouTube creator, and he's been doing a lot of heat tests with the iPhone and also discovered that Instagram and possibly other right. meta apps were actually part of the culprit in the overheating issue. And there were some updates to Instagram, Threads, Facebook, WhatsApp, all the meta apps uh, this week that should also address some of the warming issues. Or if you want to be like William, you can also buy the, uh, the Razor fan that uh, attaches via MagSafe to the back of your phone and have hey. it just cool your phone what? like a PC.
1: Uh, <laughs> have you
0: seen that, William? Have you seen the fan?
1: No. And You uh, haven't seen this fan? No, and I'm checking the calendar. <laughs> How close to April are we? Is this uh, Is this real? No, no,
0: no. This, this is something that's been floating around. Wes, Wes actually suggested I get this. It is a Razer phone cooler. It is $60. I'm about to send you this link in Slack because I need you to see this live on the air. It is uh, $60, attaches via MagSafe to the back of your phone, and it is literally a fan with RGB LEDs inside. Because you,
1: can... <laughs> you need that for a fan. Okay. Um... <laughs>
0: and it's USB-C, so you can connect it to your USB-C iPhone and uh, run this fan off of your, which I don't know. I feel like that does the opposite of what you're intending if you're trying to cool yeah. down your phone and run this it fan. It only seems but... to
1: come in gray, so... Um... Great. Mm. But the
0: RGBs, William,
1: mm. it lights
0: up. You can light it up I blue. only
1: like the B in the RGB, but okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Mm.
0: Razor. So you wouldn't you wouldn't do this then? You wouldn't put a, a fan on the
1: This battery. is up there in my list of stupid things to buy, like uh, protective cases for your Apple Watch. I mean, I know oh. in your case, maybe wow. we should make an exception, but the idea of wow. bulking up your watch with a box around it seems... Um, <laughs> Yeah, and um, let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I'm with
1: you. I, I do not want to buy this, but, but I also you know, kind of want to try it. Christmas is coming. There might be someone in your family and friends who need uh, <laughs> this with advanced smartphone cooling technology. I mean, that's right. That means that's fan, right. doesn't it? That's uh, yeah, it's right. So maybe it that's speeds up else. a bit or slows down a bit. Maybe it is.
0: You know, the iPhone's water resistant. You could just dunk it in some water.
1: I yeah, I'm going to do that. Warm, yes. That's yes, that definitely. liquid cooling
0: that those Windows boys do, mm, right? The mm, liquid cooling. Mm. We're making so many enemies on this show. A little bit. You're dissing okay. people with that Apple Watch cases. Anyway, <laughs> I want to know, what, what are you doing with your action button, William? You have the iPhone oh. 15 Pro over there. What have you programmed your action button to
1: do? uh, Actually, at this moment, it isn't working because I broke it in the middle of trying something. Not the button itself, but uh, uh, originally, (laughs) first of all, I set it up so that it would run a shortcut that would just offer me a menu of options like, you know, shut up and other things. And then I found out (laughs) that uh, rather than just a list of buttons, you can point the action button at a folder of shortcuts. And if you do that, it has little icons for each one, so changed everything to that and then uh david sparks um are on the automators podcast uh he has something i mean i haven't even finished reading his description yet incredibly Mm -hmm. convoluted that does all sorts of different things when you press the action button but some of it automated such as if you put the phone face down it goes into silent mode and i always thought that sounded brilliant on android phones um i don't ever really put the phone down face down but i've got to try it uh, so i'm in the middle of uh trying to figure out what of those options i want what about you have you been sensible
0: I've, i went i went all the way william i went to the edge and i looked over and then i
1: turned back because you I, went to the mountain I did. yeah
0: because i will put a link to this app in the show notes because you do need a third party app to do these kind of crazy mm. action button Automations and it's called Actions. That's does, that's the one I got. Yes, that's one. the one. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, if you're in the market for other apps that add actions into shortcuts, Toolbox Pro is a great option. There. Yes. They have a great uh, deduplicate action that I use when I run multiple things through a list. So if I had like a bunch of URLs and I'm trying to make show notes for a podcast, I'll run a shortcut. It can deduplicate if I have any, you know, multiple of the same links for some reason. So I'll never have to worry about that. But anyway, cool. I did the whole crazy thing because people were doing this online where you, depending on the orientation of your device, the action button can do different things. Like if it's upside down, you can have it mute the phone, basically if like in your pocket. If you're holding it landscape, the action button can open the camera because you're probably holding it in the orientation that you want to take a picture or video. And then also if you then just hold it normal portrait, then it shows you a menu. So I did, I did all that. But I found for myself, like there's a level of, like cognitive load in trying to think of what is the action button going to do in this very moment. It was enough to make me not have to want to think about that. I was like, I don't want to have to think about what orientation my phone is in and is it like tilted the right way? So I have landed on, it just shows a shortcut folder, which in the settings in the action button, you can show a shortcuts folder and it's a nicer display than a shortcuts menu. And in that folder, I have a few actions. I'll just go through them here. I have super mute, which is a little shortcut I've created that both, both sets the phone on silent mode and turns the media volume all the way down because hmm. there could be times where your phone is on silent, but you open an app like YouTube and then there is volume to the media. So this shortcut will actually silence the device, turn the vo- media volume to 0% and gives me a little haptic feedback to know that my phone is silent now and then toggles it back unmuted if I press it again. I have one that uh, shows me a menu of HomeKit scenes. Uh, one shortcut jumps me to iCloud passwords because we don't have a standalone app for that yet. So I can jump to my passwords there. I have the watch TV shortcut, which I've created a menu and I can, it asks me where I'm watching. It can do family room or bedroom. And when I choose the room, it will wake that Apple TV and then open the Apple TV remote on my phone to that Apple TV specifically. So one tap and, well, two taps, and then my Apple TV is on and I'm ready to control it from my phone. So that's pretty cool. I did a new voice note. So if I tap a shortcut, it immediately starts dictating what I'm saying and creates a new note with today's date uh, as the title. And I can just jot down basically a voice memo, but dictated. And then I also have a setting that jumps to the action button settings because I found myself changing the action button settings so much and it was kind of cumbersome to go to the settings app scroll down find action button tap that I was like let me find the URL scheme that just jumps right there and there is a URL scheme if you are curious I will put a link to this uh shortcut in the show notes so if you just want to download it from there but if you also want to do it yourself the action settings it is PREFS, P-R-E-F-S, colon, root, equals, all caps, action, underscore, button. And if you open that URL in a shortcuts action, it jumps you right to the action button settings uh, if you're changing it often like I am. So that's what I do.
1: Do you ever think we'd spend our lives messing about with one button? <laughs> Actually, I don't remember anything of this last year when it first appeared on the Ultra. You have an Apple Watch Ultra. Did you go through? I do. Well, this Felker Cup with that, uh, or do you just <laughs> set up once Wait, and what, that's
0: it? What was that word you just said?
1: Yeah, it's a quote. Let's not go into that. That's uh, surprised okay. it came out there. Moving along. Um, okay.
0: <clears throat> I did. I tried it with the Apple Watch Ultra action button. I never did a menu because, again, like there's just a cognitive load of, like, do I have to make more decisions? When I was commuting to work before I was working from home, which was still at the time when I had the first Apple Watch, I think, I had the home ETA shortcut where I would press the button, it would get my travel time home, and then it would send a text to my wife with the minutes of the ETA. And so with one click, a text would be sent to my wife that said, be home in 35 minutes.
1: Wait, 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 wait a minute. That sounds like or else. You're telling her to be home. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying I'll be oh, home goodness. in 35 okay. minutes. Okay. No no, right. no, 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 no. Ult- you need to just proofread your text sometimes. <laughs> this
0: is not an ultimatum button. This, yes. was a home, this is a home ETA. I feel
1: she puts up with a lot from you. you know, well, where- that she does.
0: That she does. But no, no, no. This is me sending her how long it's taking me to get home. Oh my I'm going to get in trouble. Yes. Gonna get me in trouble for this. Okay. Anyway, that's that's been the action button. This episode is brought to you by Magic Lasso Adblock. Guys, I've been using Magic Lasso for several years, paying for it on my own because it is just my go-to adblock application. I use it on my iPhone, my iPad, my Mac. Everywhere. I love the little toolbar icon in Safari and I find it's just the most reliable. Because as you know, browsing the web now, many websites try to get around any kind of blocking you're doing. But I've found Magic Lasso Ad Block just be the most reliable and consistent one over the years. And that's how long I've been using it. So if you want to experience twice as fast load times in Safari on your iPhone, your iPad, and your Mac, then download Magic Lasso Ad Block. It's the ad blocker designed for you. It's super easy to set up, blocks all ads, including YouTube ads, and doubles the speed at which Safari loads. And as you could probably tell, some websites you go to, you try to read an article, and honestly, there's just too many pop-ups and ads to even see any of the content. Well, Magic Lasso can fix that. It's an efficient, high-performance, and native ad blocker, and with over 5,000 five-star reviews, it's simply the best Safari ad blocker for your Apple devices. It blocks intrusive ads, trackers, and annoyances, letting you experience a faster, cleaner, and more secure web browsing experience. And unlike some other ad blockers, which as you know, there are many out there, some of them a little sketchy. Well, Magic Lasso is not. Magic Lasso respects your privacy and doesn't accept payment from advertisers. Online privacy isn't something you should just be hoping for. So stop being followed by ads around the web, block those ad trackers, and ensure that your browsing history is not harvested by ad networks. And like I said, it can block over 10 types of YouTube ads, including video ads, banner ads, search ads, and suggested product ads. So, join over 280,000 users and download Magic Lasso ad block from the App Store. Or for a special offer for Apple Insider podcast listeners, go to magiclasso.co slash Apple Insider. And that link is in the podcast description, magiclasso.co slash Apple Insider to receive one month's free access to all the apps features. Give it a try. That's wwwmagiclassolassoco slash Apple Insider to receive one month's free access to all features. Our thanks to Magic Lasso Adblock for their support of the Apple Insider podcast. You know, we'll see. Have you tried recording to an external SSD? What I
1: to ask. No, actually, I realised when you said about you were shooting that weirdly, I haven't shot anything on this, any video. Um, I'm ahead on the various projects, so I didn't have to. And it, I didn't you know the odd test thing to see what it was like. Um, <laughs> I downloaded it's- a new app and tried that, but nothing of any seriousness at all. Um, I yeah. really want to do the external thing, but um, it seems quite complicated.
0: Well, it's well. Hey, it's very cool. It's very cool. I did it. Uh, I think I talked about it with last week with Wes, but I do want to update because I had said that I couldn't get it to work with an external microphone and also record to an external SSD simultaneously. And Wes Hilliard has gotten it to work. He's using a Twelve South Stay Hub Go, I think, but supposedly should work with others. Uh, Neil Hughes, former Apple Insider a writer and on this podcast he's also gotten it to work with a Rode Wireless Go 2. And so apparently you can, using a USB-C hub, connect an external SSD, like a Samsung T5 or T7, and an external microphone, go to the camera app, record in ProRes, and you can record to that external SSD, and the audio will be coming from that external microphone as well. So supposedly it all works, and I, just, I was doing something wrong, I guess, or maybe it was the microphone I was trying, but... Wes tried it with the Audio-Technica ATR2100X USB mic, and Neil, I think, did it with the Rode Wireless Go 2. All I want to say about it now is I have found that it works great. I did 4K30 ProRes recording to that external SSD, and I did notice it starts dropping frames after about oh. 20 minutes of recording. I was able to record for like 35 minutes straight. The phone didn't overheat. Nothing shut off. It, it all worked. But it did notice some dropped frames here and there, mm. and so I'd be curious uh, if people are trying different speed SSDs. Definitely don't use a thumb drive. That was my mistake at first because it won't. It, that'll definitely drop frames. But an actual SSD like the Samsung T7 or OWC, and I was able to go 15 minutes smooth, no drop frames, and then it started dropping after that. So I'll just be curious people's experience if they're trying it.
1: Uh, like I gotta say, I'm not in any way concerned about trying to record uh audio at the same time so I'd record the audio separately anyway and I'll just carry on doing that and marrying them up yeah later. But uh I had the concern of how you physically carry the SSD mounted to the right. phone. And now when you're <laughs> saying that that you got fifteen minutes, um presumably there's no way for you to know while you're recording it that it's reached the no. point where so you you're practically guessing on it and there could be other factors that means less and sometimes the things i shoot where there is no time for a reshoot um so that worries me quite a bit there yeah
0: that that's the concern you you can't there's no warning on screen that frames are dropping and so you have you only see afterwards i will say patrick Tomasso on social media he does a lot of filming he actually did it to a micro sd card and a micro sd card reader via USB C. He recorded 4K at 24 frames per second ProRes. He did not drop any frames for extended recording. So I think again, depending if you're doing 60, 30, or 24, your mileage may vary. And I would just test. You know, I would do a test with your particular SSD and your setup, and see how long you can go uh, before things start dropping. Or you know, just record to the internal iPhone storage.
1: Do you think your frames are just heavier? than other people's is that I think, what it is? i think that's what it is yeah. i
0: mean i say a lot of deep things and so that's i imagine it. Mm. you know mm. <laughs> i think that's what it is i think that's what it is so you tell me again you got the 15 pro non-pro max is that correct? that's right
1: yes
0: any regret yet any regret over the 5x camera
1: uh, no, actually, because I'm I'm of the 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 school that says zoom with your feet, so I'm really not that fussed about it. I mean, there've been times when I did appreciate the difference between uh, I had a 13 Pro and it had three times zoom uh, compared to yeah the one I had before the 12 with something less. I noticed the difference when I was on you know holiday in nice places, but generally speaking, it's of no use to me. I was concerned you know the way that uh, the phones are actually slightly smaller than last year because of the thinner bezels I wondered if that would make a difference but I went into Apple store at Covent Garden a few days ago stumbled into the middle of a today at Apple about iPhone photography and learned so much from them but on the way out picked up a Max to just hold it next to mine and it still seems so big to me that um, mm-hmm. I felt uh, affirmed in my decision um, have you come to the regret? your choice either
0: well this is the thing so i've been the pro models not max forever uh the seven plus was the last time i had a big phone i first got the pro max the 15 pro max out of the box struggled and i was like man this is really big the curved edges the lighter you know weight has helped a little bit with the transition But i was like this is going to take some getting used to but william now i feel like my mind has now shifted i have adjusted And the Pro Max size just feels like the phone that I use. Like this is just my phone and it's just the size I'm using. The only time I really feel the weight or the size difference is when I need to tap something in the lower left corner of the screen and I'm holding it one handed in my right hand. There is no easy way to do it. You either have to like shimmy your right hand and kind of flip the phone, like angle the phone with your four fingers and stretch your thumb over to get that bottom. I need reachability in three directions, basically. I need reachability to bring the screen down, to bring it over left to right. I just need it everywhere.
1: But No, don't bother with that. Just You've got your nose, haven't you? Use your nose. Oh, that's what it's I, there for. That
0: is true. I did that with oh. my Apple Watch a lot. I used to just tap it with my nose. Uh, but that, that's the one place where it gets
1: Ew,
0: a little okay. wiry. And also yeah. texting, texting one-handed can be a little cumbersome with the bigger screen.
1: Oh, God, can you imagine doing swipe to type with your nose? That would just be revolting. (laughs) I don't want to do (laughs) that. Ah, I don't want to do that.
0: That's gross. Mm. No, I don't want to do that. But all that being said, battery life, I've seen some gains. You know, the battery is pretty good over the 14 Pro. My 14 Pro battery was not great anyway. So I have better battery life. But, William, the 5X camera, Mm -hmm. let me tell you. We went, uh, again, on a hike, which we'll return to this with the Ultra 2. And we were at a waterfall. And at this waterfall, I was on a bridge. I was about to fly a drone, as you do, mm-hmm. around the waterfall. You know, get some cool While on
1: horseback. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> I'm picturing this. Yes. Paint yeah, me yeah. a word I'm, picture. Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm riding a unicorn on a bridge by a waterfall. And my family was uh, in the distance. Saying they seating. don't know you. We don't know. Him. Yeah. We haven't met him before. <laughs> so we don't yeah. know that guy with a drone. Yeah. They're, they're seating themselves on a rock pretty far distance away and I will for this chapter if you look at the chapter art right now everyone go look at the chapter art because I took a photo with the 1x lens and the 5x lens from my standing point on the bridge to my family on a rock rather far away and the 5x camera is just wild it it just it it was such a good picture so much you know closer than I ever thought Like it was just wild, and it was like this. This has this one scenario has sold me, and I'm going to send you my my post here on
1: X. Do your family just not like talking to you or something? Do they keep you (laughs) at a distance?
0: (laughs) No, no. I I took plenty of selfies also, but I want look at these pictures, William. The difference between the one X lens and the five X lens, and it's just it's it's wild. It's wild. And so I will also appeal to photographer Sebastian DeWitt, who is on the Halide Camera App team. He wrote an amazing review of the iPhone 15 Pro Max camera, really spent some time talking about the 5X lens. He really believes this is a significant upgrade in camera, one of the biggest jumps since the secondary lens on the iPhone 7 Plus. But he is all about the 5X camera, and he has just amazing photos. And Sebastian DeWitt, He's a professional photographer, but he is also like an iPhone photographer. Like he's really leaned into using his iPhone for everything. He's shooting with the Halide app, shooting RAW and Pro RAW, making the comparisons. So I'll put a link to his review in the show notes as well. But I mean, William, do you see those pictures there?
1: Could just check. Uh, they are taken from the same position.
0: Same exact position, William.
1: Okay. I mean, apart from the fact I feel like I'm spying on your family, that is... Really quite startling. Okay. It is
0: amazing. I mean, and there's one picture of my son in front of the waterfall where in the first picture using the 1X lens, you can barely see him. Yeah. Like you could just see kind of his red shirt. And when you jump to the 5X, I mean, it is a stunning picture. And we were looking at these pictures on a TV. I was airplaying playing them to our Apple TV up here. And sometimes it just feels like a green screen. Like this is almost too good. <laughs> like surely this was done after the fact, but this is it. That was the picture straight out of the camera. I was just, I did a a pro raw. I did do like the, the max resolution 48 megapixel, but I mean, it looks great. It's
1: really wild. i realized, I don't know. Does that apply to video as well?
0: Yes, it does, William. And what's wild is I was taking a video and I jumped to the 5X lens and it, it was the same deal capturing the video with the stabilization of the iPhone camera. Like it was amazing how the video I could get at that distance. It was just wild. And so I really do think the 5X lens, you know, I some, some people on social media were like, I missed the 3X. You know, they missed that focal length distance. But for me, I find that the 2X, like kind of secondary lens, like I understand it's taking the 48 megapixel sensor, cropping it to the 12 megapixel. I find that 2X satisfies that kind of mid-range zoom that I need at times. If I need to, I could crop the picture a little bit later. But this 5X, I find just to be a whole, I was going to say a whole new world. It's a little bit cliche Aladdin style, but I just find it to open up a a world of possibilities and what you can photograph with the iPhone. And uh, it's amazing. I really love it.
1: I realize I I don't fiddle with the camera much. I have zoomed in, you know, I was near a glacier. I zoomed in for that. But I'm a bit more of a point and shooting and I think I'm missing out on all this. I should go photograph some things. And see what happens.
0: Yeah, photo, yes. I mean, you know, if you make yourself, find yourself in London at some point and, you know, take some pictures of the eye or the Big Ben, which is actually the bell, not the tower. Okay? Yes. I know, I know what I'm talking about when it okay. comes to that. I've been there. I've been there. I've taken a black cab around the city. Okay? Okay. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, and also, just alongside with the camera, William, have you turned on the Phantom Level? in the camera app?
1: Yo, yes, have I ever. That's actually something they showed me at the um, Today at Apple thing. I'm sitting there, I'm kind of stuck in the middle of the store, too polite to leave. I think it, oh, I didn't know that. And I didn't know that, and that was one of them. Love it, yes.
0: Oh, it's amazing, yeah. So if you don't know, you can go to the Settings app, go to Camera, turn on the Level option, and now in the Viewfinder, when you're taking a picture or video, you'll see this little line, and it'll be yellow, uh if you're or i think it's white if you're off let me turn turn on the camera so i can get this right
1: yeah it's white off yellow on yeah
0: okay yeah so if you're off kilter if you're not level with the phone you'll see this white line guiding you to level and then it will turn yellow and disappear once you've held your phone level works in video and photo and it is wonderful of
1: course i actually quite like shooting at slightly off angles you can you know (laughs) Compose oh, your that, frame in interesting ways. Is that a but,
0: posture issue or is that just oh, a personal much. preference? Okay. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, for me, it has taught me, wow, I really don't hold my phone level very much at all <laughs> because as I'm trying to take pictures or more so if I'm trying to take video of something and like pan around, I see the level just constantly pop up trying to tell me to correct as I as I pan, but it's a it's a helpful setting.
1: I was in it's a perfect. Zoom uh, meeting with about 10 people a little while ago and it was st- staggering how bad the picture quality was on four of them and almost all of them people were slightly off axis most of them were looking at their their screen not their camera so it always looks very rude and there were two of them yes. that were lit perfectly framed absolutely exquisitely and were looking straight at the lens like they should and I actually messaged them afterwards and they were both TV directors and they just oh, couldn't help sure. themselves get it right <laughs>
0: of course but, yeah. of course yeah you can, you can always tell uh, Yeah. Someone's trying a little too hard on those. Unicorns,
1: no, it was you know? just natural. They just could not do it wrong. Uh, right. I really quite <laughs> admire them. Uh, for That's it. pretty
0: yeah. slick. So also on this hike, as I was riding a unicorn across the waterfall, I did my first hiking workout, which was pretty cool. I used the modular ultra watch face, which I did not take to at first because I thought the font of the clock was a little weird. Have, have you seen the modular ultra face? You know what yeah,
1: but actually speaking in the font, I think this is on modular. I used to have um, like a theatre face. Um, It was all of the modular stuff with the small digital clock and everything off, no complications at all, just the clock, and it would be in red so that it was as faint as possible but clear. And I cannot change that clock colour to red now for some reason. So, yes, it's an upsetment, you know. Yeah, that is an Mm -hmm. upsetment. Yes, people get upset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's another well, quote. I don't know if that's a real word or not, but oh, it should I see. be. I, yes. Listen,
0: someone out there listening to this show, they're getting all these references, William. You can take <laughs> solace. They, they're they getting them all. Uh, but anyway, I use the modular ultra watch face, which I like. The elevation on the sides, because on this hike, we actually changed 400 feet in elevation from the start to the middle and the back poor up.
1: poor unicorn. Yeah, oh. well, no.
0: There's no unicorn on this hike. It was all me. I was the unicorn. And- uh that was quite a challenge, but it was, you could, it's cool to see the elevation change on the watch face and then also in the workout afterwards, you could see the map of the elevation change. Mm. But the big deal, uh, which one of them only changes really from the Ultra 1 to the 2, the brightness of the screen and the S9 SIP or chip uh, because of the on-device Siri. And I found actually those two things were noticeably different as I was on this hike. The ultra bright screen it, every time I look down at my watch, I don't even have it on the brightest setting, and it was just bright and clear, even as sun was kind of shining on it through trees periodically. It was just so bright, so that was nice. But the S9 on-device Siri was actually really useful because I started a backtrack, which I had never done in my life. I mean, I, told, I saw people talking about the backtrack feature. <laughs> I had vague ideas about what it meant, but I tried a backtrack feature, and try, I started the hiking workout via Siri. No cellular coverage, no data. And it just worked very quickly. Siri responded very quickly. And uh, it was nice. It was a noticeable improvement as far as that Siri responsiveness. If you're not in the woods all the time and not out of cellular coverage, you know, would you notice? Would it be useful? I don't know. But in this particular case, uh, it was nice to have those things. And it was fun to use. So I liked it. Have you ever done a hiking workout, William? Do you uh, hike in the, in the UK?
1: When am I not hiking back oh, and wow. forth okay. to the kitchen, <laughs> lifting that heavy kettle, Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> the kettle yeah that's uh-huh. that's the deal uh-huh. huh? that's the deal this episode is brought to you by fastmail guys i love fastmail i've been using it personally for many years and if you want to have your own email with your own domain and not on the big g email account service fastmail is the way to go fastmail is an email provider that puts your privacy first for over 20 years fastmail has been a leader in email privacy and it's ad free viewing there's no tracking at all with your email and you can do calendar email and contacts all in one app. Plus they have lots of features for your productivity like masked email, scheduled send, snooze, like actual snooze, not like the Apple snooze where it still sits in your inbox. Often I go to the Fastmail app right on my iPhone so I can snooze an email and it disappears from view until I'm ready to deal with it. And you can snooze for some suggested amount of times or set the date and time you want that email to pop back in your inbox. That's one of the ways I manage my email. I go by inbox zero and so I'll snooze an email if it's something I need to deal with, but at a later date, FastMail has all the features like folders, labels, custom swipes, themes, and more. I've set it up in the native mail app as well across all my Apple devices and it works great. There's various plan options available to suit your personal and business needs and switching is super simple with their import-export from other email services. That's exactly what I did. I exported all my mail from the Big G email service to FastMail. All my mail came over, no issues. I can search my email. For all the past years, I was with that other platform, and Fastmail just did it all seamlessly. You can use your own domains, and I have many custom domains and custom email addresses. Human support is available. And overall, I just trust Fastmail with my mail, and I love using it. To learn more about their service, visit Fastmail.com slash Apple Insider for 10% off your first year, and then you can follow them on Facebook, X, Mastodon, and LinkedIn. They're always very responsive fastmail.com slash appleinsider for 10% off your first year. That link is also in the show notes. You can just click it there. Our thanks to Fastmail for hosting my personal email and for sponsoring this episode. And muchas gracias para Babbel. I don't know if you caught that there, but I was speaking a little Spanish, which I could do a little French if you like. Je veux que le l'ignore les noms que j'ai dit de la nuit, or je peux hablar espanol. And it's all thanks to Babbel. With Babbel, you can start learning a new language this fall, and be the exception, not the rule, especially here in the U.S. And you can speak more than just one language, because with Babbel, you can start speaking a new language in just three weeks. Why Babbel? Well, because it works. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with other language apps that are more like games, Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language, but a new idioma, in as little as three weeks. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations, and all of Babbel's tips and tools for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations and delivered with conversation-based teaching. I've traveled to a couple other countries, actually, in the past year, and there were times I wish I could just speak a little bit of the language if it's just ordering food or asking for directions. Babbel can help you do that and so much more, actually have conversations in another language. With over 10 million subscriptions sold, Babbel is real language learning, for real conversations. And we have a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off. That's five, 5% off your Babbel subscription, but only for Apple Insider listeners at babbel.com slash Apple Insider. So get 55% off babbel.com slash Apple Insider spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash Apple Insider. Babbel.com slash Apple Insider. Rules and restrictions may apply. That link is in the show notes. Click it there. Muchas gracias para Babel for sponsoring this episode. Well, also iOS 17.1 betas, they've, I think we're on the second beta now and watchOS 10.1 beta. Speaking of Apple Watch Ultra and the Series 9, the double tap feature is now live in those betas. I'll put a link to Andrew's video in the show notes showing you the difference between double tap and the accessibility pinches and clenches of the fist because it does seem that there are some differences there. So that video is in there. And also there's more options for standby with iOS 17.1. And this was, I'm looking forward to these settings changes. For instance, you can set standby mode. You know, when you put your iPhone on a charger, it's horizontal or landscape and the standby mode comes up. Hmm. You can now, the display can turn off and on automatically after 20 seconds or you can never uh, turn on automatically. And also the ability to stay on. You can have a standby screen now stay on with that always on display and if you have the 14 Pro or the 15 Pro, and then it'll just be on all the time, which oh, I should ask you also, William, now that you've had it for a couple of weeks, the always on screen, has it yeah. made a, a difference in your life?
1: I love the always on screen. I can't fathom oh. why you switched it off. It's just so handy to glance over. If the phone's out on the desk, there it is. I do see a notification come in. I might look at it straight away. I might not. But uh, I'm ama- given that I'm always wearing the watch, I'm amazed how often it's really handy to just glance them aside and see the phone time. Uh, I, couldn't, I really can't conceive of why anybody would be so horrible as to switch off something that I've worked on so hard.
0: <laughs> you know what? As you were talking, William, I just turned it on. I just Good. enabled Always On Display, and I will try it out for a while. Now, do you have it show wallpaper notifications, or what do you have toggled on or off?
1: Um, I'm still playing with notifications and focus modes, and I just haven't decided what I want. I mean, okay. at the moment, uh, it's a few widgets, but it's also telling me that there's an AirTag that's been found moving with me. I've been getting this for a couple oh, of days, nice. and I'm convinced I've just accidentally swapped an AirTag with my wife, and that's what's going on. So I yes, should look into that, yes. but yeah, other Yes, than you that, should, yes, you should. Yeah, own. Um, <laughs>
0: have you been using standby mode? also like in the evenings
1: uh well i don't have a charger by my bedside so uh, i have tried it out in the office where i normally just leave it overnight charging and i like it but i i really wanted to like it more and i thought when it first came out in the beta test that i would love it but um i had an iphone 13 pro so i'd look at it and i think oh that is really oh it's gone off (laughs) i see yeah so now that i have the option i don't why would anybody choose to have it go off I just use it or don't. I don't follow that one. But
0: is is there any concern? Maybe you're not like this, but is there any concern that just the display never being able to have a rest? That it, I don't know. So, I mean, this is a, it's a dumb concern for someone like me who probably upgrades every year. But I don't know. Is the display just always? You think being
1: screen on? burning? He's burning his back. I know there's no
0: burning with an OLED or anything. I don't know. It just feels like you got to let the phone rest sometimes, right? Is that sound <laughs> it's crazy? it working hard. It's working hard, you know? It's like I once heard that, uh, okay, let me ask you this. This is totally unrelated. Well, it's kind of related. Mm. Socks. When you put your socks away, do you fold them nicely together or do you ball them up so they're in one ball together and they don't separate? What do you do with your socks?
1: I'm not actually that organized. Like there's the washing machine. Here are the socks. In they go. I'll figure it out later. That's my well. Wait a minute, wait, You got to put them away eventually, cycle. right? You dry yeah, the socks. Yeah, and you have the fun of where's the other one kind of thing. You know, that's okay. uh, the excitement of it all. It's yeah. just you know something to liven the day. Really, you
0: know. I can't. I really cannot ascertain what you do with your socks. I mean, I do the the balling up. So you take the one sock. And you kind of, you you crumple the other sock in the other one and, and the one like stretches out over the other. So they're like in a ball. And so like, you just have a bunch of socks together, you know, each pair is its own distinct sphere. And then you can just grab a sphere when you need two socks. Oh, well,
1: I just buy new socks. That's what I do. Oh, wow. Okay. It's so much quicker and they come neatly folded, you know?
0: (laughs) Oh, you just buy them every time. You don't even wash them. You just throw them away. You just yeah, that's the kind of
1: like. Well, when you work your socks as hard as I do with all the hiking, all the and hiking, things, the kitchen, they, yeah, they, none true. of them last. That's the problem. <laughs> Nobody can podcast. make a good sock anymore. You were right. saying. I'm sorry. You were saying something sensible. Well,
0: I heard, no, I heard somebody else on another podcast, they feel like the socks work so hard all day that keeping them balled up like that, slightly stretched out is making them work too much. So they don't like to put them in the balls.
1: I don't know. Right. Hang on. Were you on this other podcast discussing (laughs) socks? No, it wasn't me. It it wasn't
0: me. That's why why I know I'm not the only one out there. But anyway, I guess while I don't care about my socks uh, working hard all day, for some reason I care about my phone screen working hard all day. And that's why I don't do the always on. Am I crazy listeners? Am I crazy? No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. Don't try to make this concern for the poor little phone. When you talked about this before, you said you just found it distracting. You didn't know whether a notification was new or not. You'd look over and there'd be a notification. Is it new? Is it not one? That's what you said. It was your attention span that was at blame. Really? Yes. I I listen, you know. (laughs) I don't I don't believe it.
0: Well if this is that, but also, I mean, like right now, my phone is just sitting here. It's having to work. Look at that. The time is it's having a refresh every second that time that's sitting mm. on the, the screen yes now if i turn it upside down i know it'll it'll turn off right because you put it upside down
1: i have noticed uh if i leave it uh on the couch so i'm going to come back into the room uh it's it recognizes that i'm back and it, it comes on it right. comes on yeah. to the always on state if you see what i mean so it's uh, obviously very yeah. yeah so there you go it's actually when you're not looking at it it isn't there there you it, it go. Knows. It knows. Okay. That's it knows. how it gets a rest.
0: Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to try it. I've turned it on now. It's on. I'll report back in a couple weeks. At two weeks, William. It's going to be episode 500 Goodness. of this podcast. Oh, right. 500. Okay.
1: Wild. Is that enough? Should you stop there? <laughs>
0: I don't know. Should that be it? I mean, maybe our listeners can tell us. Maybe just, just call what it. What if you repeated from
1: episode one? And then just, just came back in another 499 episodes. Picked up where you were.
0: Yeah, at episode 1000. Sheesh. Crazy.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I do want to mention the uh, the Messages apps in the iPhone. The, you know, It's been redesigned under that little plus icon. How do you feel about that, William? How do you feel about the Messages apps?
1: Well, remember, I'm in Europe. Uh, messages isn't as universally used here. I prefer it and I use it. But I so many colleagues and friends are on WhatsApp, which I think is, Dreadfully ugly and horrible app, but I get I agree. so many conversations with them that I'm just not really that fussed. Uh, mm-hmm. I, the new check in uh, feature in iOS 17, yeah. I haven't used it yet, but I know I will. And I realized that would actually be the first ever messages app I would have used over all these years. Because I think music is in there, so I can share with somebody what music I'm listening to, and I'm sure they really care. You know, it's just waiting to hear what I'm saying about it or where I am. None of that stuff is of any use to me at all, but check-in, I thought, was a good idea. So are you a uh, uh, excessive messages, apps userer?
0: Uh, well, I mean, the main thing is images and GIFs, which you use neither emoji, and I don't imagine you send animated GIFs via messages to other people.
1: No, it's weird. I actually have a problem with gifts. I have a thing called papyrophobia. It's like an OCD thing to do with pieces of paper, small pieces of paper, right. things. And for some reason, gifts trigger it as well. So when I'm scrolling oh, through Twitter, I've got to go really fast by there. There's no possible connection, and yet I have the same effect. Huh. So, uh, yeah, I don't make them, I don't them. like them, but um, I know that's just me. So
0: Well... What's weird is with this Messages redesign, you can reorder the order that these apps appear in. It is quite a chore to tap and hold and drag these things around. I'll just say
1: that. I did find, because I was looking into it for something I was writing, that they go really fast. Once they've started moving, it's like, You're on the next screen. (laughs) No, 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 come back, come back, kind of thing. They go
0: fast. I almost wish that this was like in the settings app where you could just have an easy list with a little three lines, you know, to drag them up and down. So it was it was annoying to get them in there, but but also I, I just feel like it's slow. I will say you can tap and hold on the plus button for a second and you can access your photos quickly. Oh. So if you want to send a photo via messages, you don't have to open that menu. You can just tap and hold on the plus icon and then photos appear and you can just tap one from your recents. Uh, but it's been a little uh, cumbersome. I'll just say that. That's all. I don't know. Maybe I imagine that'll be kind of redesigned probably in iOS 18 when that comes or some kind of settings thing. Uh, Very quickly, I do want to mention the Pixel 8 and all that. Google announced it officially earlier this week. Two things of interest. Well, maybe three things. One, the camera updates, the magic camera and all that. Everyone's talking about it. And everyone's like, what is a photo anymore? I do think it's interesting. Uh, Basically, the feature on the Pixel is if you took, let's say, five photos of a group of people, Google will actually let you choose the face for each person from the five photos, which the person looked the best. And then you can create a one composite photo with the best faces. You know, some of you will say like, well, you're you're messing with reality of the photo. And it's like, because it's from photos that you took, I feel like this is actually a useful feature, like being able to take this face where the person's, you know, blinked, or this person where they were sneezing and actually take the best face from each one. I feel like that's a valuable asset, you know, to getting a good group photo, at least. That was cool. And there's 48 megapixel, uh, cameras for the ultra wide and telephoto on the Pixel 8 Pro, I believe, and so that's pretty impressive. I'm um, looking forward to the day we'll have 48 megapixels everywhere on the iPhone lenses. Uh, but also, did you see the blue color of these no, devices, William? I didn't.
1: They're in blue. Excellent. Oh, William,
0: this is a very nice blue too. I mean, and you can get the the Apple Watch strap, the Google Pixel Buds, and the Pixel in this blue. I don't know. It's a very attractive blue, William. I feel like. If anything were ever to tempt you away from iPhone, it might be this exact blue from a dev- on a device. It's very nice. Mm. So uh, I would encourage you to take a look. It's, it's pretty mm. good.
1: Still runs Android though, doesn't it? So, it still runs Android. Yeah. That's, that's the issue. Little there. problem yeah. there. But okay. Little problem yeah. there.
0: Lastly, I, this was a, an interesting announcement. Google is actually putting Google Bard, which is their large language model AI style tool, and making a, a, a part, making it a part of Google Assistant So it'll be Google Assistant plus BARD. And so as you ask Google Assistant to do things, the artificial intelligence will also be in the background trained on your requests. Now, you could feel certain ways about that when it comes to privacy and security. But if you know with things like ChatGPT, if you were to have a long chat conversation over days, weeks, and months, the same chat, ChatGPT will begin to learn your preferences or what you're wanting to do. And will get better over time because of that training. Well, I feel like an assistant on your phone, like Google Assistant, or maybe one day with Siri, that if you actually were training an AI assistant behind the scenes with every request, and it could get better at predicting what you want to do, or even offering better um, options, or maybe even completing tasks for you eventually from your uh, device proactively, I think it's really powerful. And so I'm curious how that's going to be with Google Assistant. And there's been a lot of rumors that Apple is working behind the scenes on large language models, yeah. incorporating it in AI. So
1: I know, how do you feel about that, William? For that kind of thing, useful. I just, the way you say it there, I wish Apple would do a bit more about Siri that's nothing to do with AI. Uh, day before <laughs> yesterday, my phone was across the room and I needed to know how long to get somewhere. So I just called out, Iris, how long will it take me to get to somewhere? And Iris, Siri, whatever, told me, how long to get to Manchester completely unrelated to where I wanted so I you know cursed a little bit and then said Iris tell me again Uh, and I I, this time I've learned to say on Apple Maps it worked before without it but this time if you want to be really sure it will do it except this time I'm standing where I was the phone is where it was and the phone says you'll have to unlock your phone first well why why not for Mm. that one why for the wrong one but not for the right one. I just... Yeah,
0: it's, it needs work. It needs work for sure. But I'm curious the future of all that. Before we go, I do want to mention uh, the day as we record. Today is Thursday, October 5th. It is 12 years since Steve Jobs passed away. Yeah. And it's wild to think it's been that long. I remember where I was when I heard it. And just to, to honor, I mean, he's, his pioneering of the devices and the software that he did, along with Steve Wozniak and others... Has changed the course of so many lives. I know it's mm. changed the course of my life and Mine, mean, yes. our careers and our work. You know, it's, you know it's just directly impacted by it. And so, just want to honor him. Twelve years later, it's it's yeah, it's crazy.
1: Did you know he didn't like the name Siri, but he couldn't think of a better one? For real. For real. One of the co-founders, I've forgotten his name. Um, one of the co-founders of the original company that did it uh, said it uh, quite a long time ago, talking about the origins of it. Uh, Because a story came out today as we record this, there's a woman in Edinburgh called um, Siri Price and she's had years of uh, her friends having to know not to say hey when they're calling her and now that iOS 17 is out and you don't need hey she works in a gym and somebody calls her name and everybody's phones fly on this. So she has actually reportedly there you go, it's happening here (laughs) too Uh, she's reportedly changed her name to CIS just
0: <laughs> well, you got to do what it. you got to do, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> only problem it's with that is that
1: it. news story is reported in the Sun, um, and that you, uh, you don't want to trust anything. You yeah, know, right. if the Sun said the Sun was shining, I would doubt it. But you
0: know, <laughs> very good, <laughs> very good. Well, we just wanted to, to, that. to say that. 12 years. Now now you're fighting yeah, uh, Iris it. over Go there. Stop it. Go away. How do you? Well, as William fights off Siri, uh, let us know, listeners. You can contact William and I on all the various social media networks. All our handles are there. You can check out our wonderful sponsors in the show notes this week. And, of course, support the show. You can get an ad-free version and early access either at patreon.com slash appleinsider or directly in Apple Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.